0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports.
1: The clock at four. Donchich.
0: The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: And hey, look who's on the line, everybody. It's longtime NBA Danny Green, Odyssey NBA Insider. Insider calls are brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. Let's have an adventure with Danny Green. Hey Danny, what's going on? Not
1: much, man. How you guys doing?
2: We're doing good. What do you make of this story that came out earlier today that Joe Lacob called Genie Buss and said, "Give us LeBron or else." What? What's up there?
1: <laughs> it sounds funny. It sounds like an April Fool's joke, even <laughs> though it's only February.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but when something like this comes out, I mean, I got a bunch of questions. First of all, you know, you played with him. What what's realistic here? Do you do you, you think LeBron is open to finishing his career elsewhere?
1: Um, I think if he gets the opportunity to play with Bronny, I think, yeah, for sure. I know he's trying to make it to Bronny, which, I mean, it's going to be tough. That's a lot of years. He's already got a lot of years under his belt, but to, to play with his son, I think he'll go anywhere. Um, but I don't think, uh, and I also don't think he's opposed to playing with Steph, but I also don't see Lakers giving him up. Uh, and if they do, they're going to want the whole team. So, you know, they're going to want Steph in that package. They're going to want Clay, Draymond, and I don't think that makes sense for either side.
3: Yeah, it's interesting uh, and LeBron right now uh, sits alongside you and two others as the only players to ever win titles with three teams. Would he be motivated to be a guy to win a title in a fourth year or is he just driven to win a title period?
1: I think you know a guy like him his caliber and his competitive nature, he wants to win every year. I don't think it matters. He can win if he can win six, he's going to try, you know. He obviously consider arguably the best to ever do it, but we all know He's always going to be compared or below Mike to a lot of people because he doesn't have six. So if he can play three more years and win seven, he's going to do that wherever he's at. But I think his ultimate goal right now is to obviously win and, and with the Lakers, but he wants to play with Ronnie.
2: Danny Green with us here on Willard and Dibs. Danny, uh, take us behind the curtain if you would. I don't know how you'll answer this or or, or even if you can, but I'm curious when a story comes out like this, The Warriors called the Lakers right before the trade deadline, and they wanted LeBron, and the Lakers said no, but they sent him to clutch, and then clutch said no, this whole thing. And now here we are a week later, and the story comes out. Why? Mm -hmm. Who wants that story out and why?
1: I have no idea. I think there's a slow, slow media day. Uh, You know, There's a lot too much Valentine's going on, but I I, I have no idea who would want that story or why it's out. It doesn't make any sense, but you know, some things come to life for no reason. Some secrets get shared. You know, today's world, nothing stays behind closed doors forever now you know, with the internet. Um, and everybody having stories and telling podcasts and, you know, with changes in organizations where somebody may get fired. Somebody might write a book. So, I mean, the story's going to get out eventually. Um, it's just weird that it comes out now, one week after, which is, doesn't matter. Either way, it didn't matter. Regardless if it came out before, I just didn't see it happening, uh, for either side. But, you know, it's funny to me because I I I always wondered if GMs, you know, called other teams just to see or mess with other teams if they would give up their franchise guy. You know, let me me call uh, (laughs) uh, Minnesota and see if they'll give up Anthony Edwards. You know, let me call and see if they give up Steph Curry. You know, I just wondered if GMs ever did that and mess with other teams just to see. Let's let's see if I can get Joel Embiid. Let me see if I get Nikola Jokic from Denver. Uh, I don't see it ever happening (laughs) for any of these franchises, but I think they just – for the hell of it, just board, and we'll see what the, what the asking price is.
2: Yeah, but did you ever experience this, like, maybe from the agent side? You know, there's jockeying going on for the future. Uh, maybe this comes from agents who want a, a narrative out, or they want to send a message. Did, did Does that
1: stuff happen? Yeah, for sure. I could see certain things coming out from certain camps of putting pressure on the certain teams, either putting pressure on for an extension or putting pressure on teams to win or you know you know you know Joel is the king of trolling and i think you know not that he's necessarily done it recently or right away, but he will put certain things out there certain guys will put certain things out there to let them know you know there's a possibility if you guys don't do what you're supposed to do i'm sure bron does too he has random cryptic messages where it's like all right you know we need to make something happen or win now or i could be gone or i need an extension or i need to make certain, you know i need certain players around me or I'm not happy, and if you don't make me keep me happy, um, things could change. So you know, some guys, some superstars have that power, and they do put the pressure on their organizations uh, within, and of course within their, their their group and their camp. You know, from uh, the outside and having their camp. You know, maybe leak something.
3: Yeah, and LeBron with his uh, hourglass tweet from a couple of months ago, talking about <laughs> you know TikTok. You know, make my team better, and then the Lakers didn't go out <laughs> and do that. Uh, LeBron with a player option in the off season. Could you see him being the kind of guy who would maybe take a veteran minimum kind of contract just to pick no. his next destination? <laughs> or is he all about that no. paper?
1: I wouldn't say he's all about that paper, but I, he knows his worth. There's no case or any scenario where he's going to be worth the vet minimum. As much as ticket sales, when he drives the organization, he's worth, worth way more than that to any, or even at his worst. You know he, he wouldn't I don't think he would ever accept the vet minimum. even um, thinking about only-
3: what Tom Brady did all those years in New England where he sublimated his own salary to win championships, he wouldn't do that.
1: I, I could see him said, changing his salary, but the minimum is way different than changing his amount <laughs> know, going from 40 million to 50 million or 60 million like, to get 50 million a year to three or four that doesn't make any sense now yeah he could go to maybe 20 you could maybe go to 20 million you know something like that but the minimum is a big drop.
2: Uh, we're talking with Danny Green here on Willard and Dibs. Insider calls are brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure with capable features like available 8-track, all-wheel drive, and standard third-row seating. Danny, what's it like playing with LeBron? And and by the way, if we're going to have fun with this, if LeBron and Steph <laughs> played together, who's the alpha?
1: <laughs> um, I think it would be Bron. Uh, he's a natural natural leader. He's a great guy, a lot of fun. But, you know, he's a guy that Steph can play off the ball. And I'm not saying Bron can't, but I think he's better on the ball. And I see Bron be running the point guard and Steph coming off pin downs and Bron being aggressive in that nature. So I could see Bron, you know, being the alpha in that sense. Obviously, you can see also, even on the team right now, Steph may be the alpha offensively, but when it comes to the group and the team, that energy, is really Draymond. So I, I could see Bron, you know, or Steph taking a passenger seat to, to Bron if he came over. Um, but, yeah, playing with LeBron was a lot of fun. He's a big kid. He have a lot of fun off the court. Um, he tries to make the game easier for you. He understands the game very high. IQ. remembers things, knows how things goes, And, you know, if he doesn't like something, he'll point it out and let you know and make the adjustments himself.
3: Would a pairing like that be enough to coax you back into sneakers? Or, or have you decided that <laughs> that you're just going to hang him up, Danny?
1: No, I have not decided. I, I'm... They're not gonna take much to coax me back in the sneak. I only have a couple more years left, I think, at playing, and I'm gonna try my best to try to get you know a couple if the league allows me to. I'm gonna try my best to get back on the floor if I get an opportunity. Um, I did have a decent opportunity in Philly earlier this year, which I thought went pretty well until the trade happened. But um, we'll see if a team gives me another shot, man. I'm I'm waiting. I'm here,
2: Danny. Speaking of being traded, uh, I wonder what it feels like. Here, this is the other question I have about the rumor coming out. If the rumor comes out, there are certain warriors, Andrew Wiggins, for example, and others mm-hmm. who now take that and go, Oh, you you were shopping me. How how does that how shot. does that how does that affect a guy?
1: <laughs> it could change, it can affect most guys, but guys that are in-
0: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: In certain situations, when you play for the Lakers and you're not winning, I'm sure you got to know that you're going to be in conversations of trades. When you're playing for the Warriors, another top team that is uh, supposed to be making a, the playoffs, not only making the playoffs, but being a contender, you're not performing well, I, I couldn't see Wiggins being shocked that he, his name might be in trade talks. Um, but it said it could affect certain guys. Like I, I've seen certain reports of certain locker rooms being weird. and I guess Jalen Green in Houston, like knowing his name was being shopped around. It made him feel the way he's a younger guy. But most of these other guys that are veterans, they know they've been around it. They understand the business. D'Angelo Russell knows it. Um, he's been traded a couple of times. He understands the business, so he ain't taking it personally. Um, but he played well. He balled out. And for you know, for good reason, they kept him.
3: Danny, has mentioned, you played for three different championship teams. What is it about a championship locker room? And at what point do you look around and realize that maybe you've got something special and maybe that group can actually win a chip?
1: You kind of know that before you even get in the locker room. You could tell by the roster and the makeup and what what conference you're in. I said I knew before we got to Toronto, we had a good group. I wasn't sure about winning the champs, I knew we had a contention. San Antonio, we've done it a couple of times. We had really good group. We kept together for a while. In LA, the 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 roster we put together was just a group like ours. Is really special. And I think as the year goes along, you can find find yourself seeing uh, yourself being you know last team standing at least about halfway through if you guys stay healthy. So. You can kind of tell and notice that some early early on in the season, and even before that, you can kind of see where the standings are of your your conference and what your roster looks like. You know, up until that point. So, and who has what, and who you, you guys face, who can you be, who's unstoppable? Um, there was plenty of times so we we knew that before the season even started, we had a group that can do something special in San Antonio, um, and in Toronto and L.A. as well.
2: Uh, do you still see these Warriors as a title contender?
1: They have great pieces if they could stay i mean if guys can get their confidence back, get in rhythm, it's kinda late right now, it's something you have to build throughout the season. I think they lost some some good pieces that hurt them. Um I think they definitely a playoff team, but I don't I don't any longer see them as a, a contender right now this year, but I do think with the pieces they have they can figure it out and bounce back and they may have they have a short window of like maybe two one or two more years of trying to figure it out.
3: Danny, one team that's kind of uh, flummoxed my partner and I, and I'm kind of on board now, is the Clippers. What do you think about the Clippers mm-hmm. and their chance to win a
1: chip this year? They're very good. They have a, a really good chance. I just don't know how well they'll match up with Denver and stop in Jokic and, and Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray, but I think that'll be a good matchup. It'll be out of the series, and they have a really good chance. They have all the pieces. They figured it out. I don't think anybody saw that coming or could predicted that. But um, you know, Ty Lue has, has the guys playing really good basketball together and figure out you know guys taking less of a roles to make the team better. You know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, those guys uh, have really take, put themselves in the backseat or passenger seat and let you know Paul George and Kawhi kind of take lead, but also play their roles and play it efficiently to where everybody can um, thrive.
2: Uh, Danny Green with us, Danny. I have a quick sort of two parter with regard to Clay Thompson. Here, here's the first one. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make our audience suddenly not like you, but I want to remind everybody <laughs> that it was it, it was your defense in the in mm-hmm. the finals that that you know where where Clay tore his ACL. Played, yeah, what, yeah, what what what's like? What are your memories of that?
1: Um, I remember playing in the finals, man. There is no you know letting somebody just go. Obviously, I did not no intent to hurt him. He knew that, and since then we both had had injuries, and we both. Have checked in on each other and make sure. That right now, that we, I, I mean, I root for Clay. I'm glad that he's come back. He's done some remarkable things since the injuries, and I still think he's a great player. And I still think get back to that. I think mentally, right now, he's still trying to find his rhythm and, and find himself. But I you know, and we all think everybody in the world that even if you're not a Gold State you know fan, you're a fan of certain guys and certain players. And I hate to see them win, but I you know I, I root for certain guys' individual success. And not that I've ever played with him, he's a close friend of mine or anything like that, but. I've always competed against him. You always want to see greats like that go out on a good note. And right now it's like you're hoping to see him get back to where he was. I want to see him you know, continue to to succeed and do well.
2: Okay, so let's talk about that. You're 36 years old. We'll talk about your future. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Clay. He's a little younger, but his body's been through a lot. And there's been a lot Mm -hmm. of talk in this town about, you know, growing old gracefully. He still wants to be (laughs) out there, thought of as a, as a top player, what's what's he going through in 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 at this point in his career mentally?
1: It's crazy that people say we're old. we're really not that old. I mean, we're older, but being in your mid thirties is, is not old. Um, I said it's more of a mental thing, uh, more than anything for him as a shooter. You know, the life of a shooter and adjusting to certain you know situations. Uh, for me, you know, it's just finding and getting an opportunity and proving that we can still do it at the the level that we did before, or at least close to it. Um, I I thought I. Proving that my knee was, my leg was healthy and I had a good training camp. And even last year when I got my opportunity to play with certain groups, I thought so. But, you know, the league is getting younger. You have to continue to fight for your spot regardless of who you are. You got to continue to fight for your minutes. You got to continue to fight and prove um, what you can do year in, year out. Uh, because, you know, ultimately they want to find somebody that with a younger guy that's cheaper, that, that has higher potential, they can groom. Um They no longer you know, care to wait on or, you know, so what have you done for me lately type of business and league. And if you haven't done anything special for them lately, they kind of forget. And it's crazy that, you know, this guy won four rings for you guys. And they're so quick to like, oh, let's, let's trade him. Let's do this. And I'm sure that he's getting a lot of uh, slack. He's getting a lot of hell on, on social media, which is it was just nuts. But, you know, it's a yeah. guy that has earned the right to have a rough year once in a while. He had a great, a great decade of, of playing career, even longer than that. Um, you know, to have a bad it happens. You know, you have bad years in basketball sometimes. You have bad shooting years. And uh, year, last year he played amazing. He shot well. Or the year before, even he, he had a he had a great you know, last two years or so um, before, right after the injury. So, you know, it, bad basketball happens. Tough years happens, and I just don't think you can close the door on somebody like that. Danny,
2: I didn't mean to call you old. I mean, you you, you know, <laughs> Man, we're younger like, than both of us. And, and, and well, and yeah, you're you're, you're yeah, you're no LeBron. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: I'm not that far behind, but even (laughs) Bron, like people say, you know, he's 40 years old. He's just old in in terms of basketball years. He's older, but he's still, you know, it's a, it's all a mindset too. If you continue to mentally stay young and keep running around with the kids and stuff like that, you see Bron still doing some great things at 30, 39 years old. Yeah, no doubt. Keep telling yourself that,
3: Danny, because I'm north of 50. And let me just tell you, you hit 38. And it's all downhill from there, kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Because some people age differently, man. Some people age differently. I know. Sure. I still, got you. Play is still able to run around. If you're still able to run and move and slide, I think your body is more mental than anything. Now, once you start seeing your legs go and your knees go and you're not able to move as quickly or slide or get up and down and chase guys, then you have to think about hanging it up. Yeah, For me, it's like I'm still able to run a little bit. I'm still able to get up and down, get corner-to-corner space, shoot shots at a pretty good clip. So I, I don't think I, I'm ready to, to hang him up yet. I think I have a couple good years to, to, you know, give some good, you know, competitive nature out there.
2: Yeah, Danny. Good luck, man. It's fun to have you. Thank you for coming appreciate
1: on. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: All right, absolutely. We'll do it again. That was Odyssey NBA Insider. Danny Green Insider calls are brought to you by the all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure.
0: The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah, and even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars.